The date is Friday, September 25th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On this episode, we have a very special guest on the show to talk to us about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and why it's so much more than just a collection of superhero movies. We'll investigate the story of how it got started and so much more. Enjoy. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Welcome again to the next episode of Entertain This! Entertain This. As always, I am one of your uh, trepid hosts, Alex. And I'm Nick. And I'm John. John, it is your departing week on the podcast. I feel myself fading away. <laughs> I feel myself leaving this 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 world. Turning to dust, if you would. No, he's turning into a ghost. I don't feel so good, Alex. <laughs> I don't feel so Mr. good. Mr. Alex, I don't feel so good. What's going to happen to me? If you hear that laughing, that's because we are entertaining our guest today, who is hey. uh, very on topic, going to be talking about uh, something something that maybe maybe you've already figured out. Oh, is this related you wanna to You uh, want to go ahead and introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. Hey, Welcome. Sam. It is the uh, it is the fourth week of the month, meaning it is our guest episode, and Sam has come on to be our special guest on this podcast. What are we talking about today, Sam? Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh, yeah, you know the best stuff ever. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. So we'll see. So we'll one see. half of this podcast is uber familiar and sporting their Marvel gear. While the other half, if I may just to I mean, this, I came prepared. This patch. <laughs> sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's hand sewn on, baby. That's custom. Oh, you do that? Yeah. Uh, it's a mess to on the, the To the listeners out there, Alex is pointing to a Spider-Man patch on his jean jacket. Mm-hmm. It looks uh, good. Yeah, the breast Thank pocket you. there. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. The left breast pocket. Do you have two? Just one? No, just one. Oh, okay. Just one. I think most jackets only have one. That's true. That is Sorry. true. It's nice mm-hmm. denim. Thank you so much. Yeah. I got it from Target. Yeah, I love I that place. Like, French store or something to come out of yeah. that. You should get <laughs> one of trash him like that on his own Why not? show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Just like nice thrift store like a dollar from the Goodwill. <laughs> that that I would be way more proud of that than right? saying that I got it from Target. Um, but welcome on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this. Though our two other hosts, I, I'm not very familiar with Marvel. I know Iron Man, Iron Meme, yeah. Iron Meme, the mm. Incredible Bulk. Nope. Is that right? He's doing this on purpose. Captain. They rehearsed this bit in a text conversation earlier. That's surprising. It sounds like something typical from Nick. Yeah. (laughs) You you know Nick. You've known him uh, for a while. Yeah, we went. I don't remember. I think our first class together was painting class. Was it? I think. I think it was before that. I don't know. Both of you are now uh, pretty. Pretty successful content creators in the art world. I don't know if you want to call it that. Sure. You know, I'm giving you more credit than maybe. I have a job. You have that's a job so, doing it. So, well, so do you. And you you are a nice drawing Nick on Instagram. That's right. That's one of my uh, aliases. Yeah. And Sam, <laughs> I believe uh, it, you you are also involved on the internet. I am. Our, do you want to go ahead and talk about that for a little uh, bit? Sure. We'll jump into our actual topic. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, I am on Twitch. I stream on Twitch, which I do do some art there. But it's, <laughs> <Do-do>. uh, <laughs> It's uh, mostly variety streaming of video games and such. And then I'm also on Instagram, but it's just my personal Instagram. It has art there. Yeah. But everything's Thor Heck Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. everywhere, it's Thor Heck Yeah. If there's spaces allowed, there's probably spaces. If there's not spaces allowed, then there's not. But 
Fair enough. You'll find it. Uh, You'll find you'll it. Find it's not it. that hard. There's not many Thor heck yeahs out there. Like Sam, pretty original. So this Good is Brandon, yeah. this is the last Friday of September. Uh, so next month starts Inktober. Yes, Spooktober, which uh, both of you guys are participating in, correct? I'm gonna try. I am. I'm. I'm not. I'm detaching myself from the artist that created it because there's controversy with him. Oh, what can do we do? talk about that for a second? Um, sure. Uh, so his. It's name... not related, but I want sure. to talk about it. Um, his name is Jake Parker, and he created Inktober about ten years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year there was a controversy. I didn't do it last year. This is the first year I'm ever gonna do it. But last year apparently there was controversy because he trademarked Inktober. Oh, it's kind of like how the was it the Fine, the Fine Brothers, Brothers who tried to react? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, tried to. Because yeah. Ellen the Generous exactly. was doing it, and now yeah. Ellen's canceled. Yeah, it's full circle. Full right. Circle. So he was trying to like trademark them, was saying like, "Well, I'm not going to like keep, take it from the community," but you that's know. what a trademark does. Yeah, <laughs> Are you so, stupid? Right. So that happened last year, and then this year he's coming out with a book that was supposed to come out like I think like this week. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it was like Inktober all year round. And then this artist on YouTube, I didn't, I don't follow him, but a well-known artist on YouTube came out and was like, he plagiarized my book. And he has an hour-long YouTube video, like, dissecting it. And so first people were like, oh, well, you know, certain art methods, you can only teach a certain way. But he has certain things that are, like, really down to, like, the minute detail. Oh, man. And, mm-hmm. like, he, Jake Parker, redrew it and stuff. But it, there was some similarities that are kind of like, mm. And I haven't watched the whole YouTube video. I started it. And I'm just like... Well, it's after I already paid the money for the Inktober subscription box. <laughs> and after I already said I was going to do Inktober, so I'm going to probably have a disclaimer saying I'm not associated with this. It's just to make me practice my art. I yeah. didn't know it was a subscription. I thought, is it like you draw one piece of art every day throughout yeah. October yeah. and it's so all there's, themed? So. There's, a, there's a prompt uh, list yeah. and they have one for each day and it can be really weird. Like I know that a couple of the ones from this mo- this year is like fish, teeth. Um, ah, teeth. But the, the box thing is there's a art subscription box, like there's like 10,000 million other subscription boxes out and one's called Art Snacks and they do a limited one time only purchase Inktober one for like $90 and I bought it and um, so. Yeah, no thanks, that's too expensive. Well, you're a professional. Yeah, you need like Not the, like top of the line Nick. tools. Well, Nick, Nick, Nick is a rising star. Nick is I'm doing really well. He oh, is. I don't. I do not doubt that. Monkey Jesus painting in painting class. I think significant. I have to pull that up. I, I think it's, to see that. it's still in my parents' house somewhere, and obviously yeah. I didn't take a photograph of it anywhere. And a Lego man painting too. So, uh, I mean, nice drawing. Nick currently has four hundred and sixty-eight followers. I mean, that's more followers than my Instagram hey. has. So, I mean, I hey, I followed him from day one. I was there day one, commenting on his picture. You said nice, nice. Also, I think I gave a like for all of them. <laughs> yeah, so. throw a like. Checking checking on our Instagram, uh, just while we were sitting here, we gained four more followers. So we're on the up as well, it would seem. Rising star. Well, um, I, I paid for followers. So. I want to... Don't, <laughs> don't say lies to people. That's so... He paid me to follow you guys. I, you I was that. like, John, I'll buy you a Jimmy John sandwich. Yeah. Call it even. But, hey, Do you want to come famous things so expensive. in Twitch? Yeah. After this month, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to unlike it after this month because you guys are kicking me out. This is my show now. Well, we were going to bring him back to do voice acting in our October special. But, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> a little little teaser. Little teaser. We got something fun coming at the end of October. Hmm? Um Inktober. At the end of Inktober, if you would. Uh, are there any Marvel Inktobers this year? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's quite I mean, it could be a theme for it. Mm-hmm. Like I know with my community I actually have a list of themes that they're gonna vote on and I'm gonna make all my drawings 
like centered around the same thing to kind of test myself and nice. see. Cool. How about that? Um, yeah. So I think the one that's leading leading right now is original character because I'm also writing a book. Original oh. original teeth character. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the book. Do you want to talk about the book? Uh, sure. Um, it's been in work for a very long time. Most books. Um, yeah. Did, yeah. did I read a piece of it or is this a different thing? Uh, did you read my chapters from my novel writing class? Possibly. That was a long time ago. Because I know you sat with me when we did homework and the... Yeah. You might have read it then. Because okay. it's what I wrote for my novel writing class. Well, uh, take it from me, it's good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> from what I, I remember it. From what I remember, it was good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I started it like my sophomore year of college, and that's before I went to NKU, because I spent mm-hmm. two years in Akron and then transferred. Um, and I was, you know, in those depressions and that's when the creative juices flow. And so it's true. at three o'clock in the morning when your insomnia refuses to let you sleep. Yeah. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning watching Supernatural while not being able to sleep. Panic you know? writing is always the best I've found. Right. So it started there and it's gone through many, many, many changes, but in the nutshell, it's a post-apocalyptic kind of cyberpunk setting kind of nope, uh, didn't novel. And I've been, uh, on the fence between is it gonna be a novel, novel, or graphic novel? And I haven't quite decided. I do a lot of drawing for it. Graphic so, novels are hard. They are. <laughs> but so worth it. They are. Novels are also hard. Especially if yeah. you can somehow get it like signed to a like comic book publisher, because mm-hmm. they will take mm-hmm. your graphic novel and they will put it on the shelves of comic book stores. Yeah. And I cannot imagine a better feeling than to walk right. into a comic book store and see your comic book. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm that. definitely on the fence about that because there's some things you can word to get certain feelings that you can't do in a graphic novel. Yeah. In the graphic novel, you can show things better than you might be able to describe it. Yeah. Hmm. Now, when you say cyberpunk, are we talking about like glitzy, futuristic cyberpunk or like dirty Blade Runner cyberpunk? Uh, more, more. <laughs> well, it's. Have you ever seen the show Altered Carbon? No. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that actually. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Netflix. Um, but it's um, it's really good. I highly suggest it. The second season's not that great, but it's based off a book written, I think, by a Japanese man. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it's where like the rich are really rich, and then there's the poor, and there's like not really a middle class kind of. I have heard about this. So kind of Blade Runner. Hey, that sounds familiar. Um, Sounds like Hunger Games. (laughs) I'm not sure why. Um, so kind of in that same vein of existence. So it's gonna follow people who are more on the lower side of things, Hmm. but it's you know gonna it's. Not for kids. It's got the right. drugs and all that kind of stuff in it, too. Because they're, they're low. They're going to rise up the well like Batman, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Buddy, we're still playing. <laughs> Batman isn't even a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll take universe. the segue. I mean, you tried to. <laughs> I mean, Although yeah. Batman's rich. That's true. Yeah, he's like but he was in a well in, the, in that one movie. Was he? <laughs> yeah. yeah Bane? The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Bane. And Bane. Yeah, that's that's Bane. a side bit. We're let's, not, let's, <laughs> let's finish up our plugs real quick, then we'll jump into this. Because uh, I do want to, I do want to go ahead and say thank you to uh, the podcast, a podcast, a podcast, uh, who recently reviewed us. That is their name. Okay, it's, um, three podcasts. It's coming off of the Some Nobody's brand. Yeah, they were so nice as to listen to our podcast. They listened to two episodes, the one from last week and the one from the week before. And they gave us a little review, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to plug your Twitch real quick. Sure. Um, if you want to go ahead and say your name, and then we can also do a link to that. In the show notes? Is it Thor Heck Yeah? Uh, gosh darn it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we just hit you with a follow on our on our uh, uh, live streaming platform, which is also Thank Twitch. you so much. Twitch? I'm definitely going to so. return that later. Oh, absolutely. Follow for follow back. Yeah. Like we are, like. we are entertaining. Hey, networking is important. Work. Plus, I plan on putting your guys' uh, podcast in my Discord when it comes out. And so I'm sure you'll probably get because all my friends are nerdy pop culture freaks. So. Oh, yeah. Excellent. We do have a lot of episodes Love that it. a lot of people may like. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have another topic that is 
very, very sewn into nerd culture. Uh, and that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It and is. that's how you do a segue, John. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'm learning from the pros right now. That's two segues. You guys are like the airport, you know, people mover things. Right, side by side, two next to each. Those aren't segues. Those are moving carpets. <laughs> a segue is what Paul Blart. <laughs> nice Paul try. Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> nice try. Paul Blart Mall Cop rides around yeah, in the, the hit film wheels. Paul right. Blart yeah. Mall Cop. I wish I had one. Um, the owner of the now, creator now, of the segue. Though he is the hero of that movie, he is not uh, a hero within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is what we're talking about today, not John. Yet. That's how you do a segue. Not yet. <laughs> he's super, but he's not a superhero. <laughs> he's super, and he is my hero. But he's not a superhero, unfortunately. Mm. He's definitely a hero to his daughter. But that's not what we're talking about this week. That's also true. (laughs) This week we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we brought in what we feel is an expert on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know why? It's because you made a website back in uh I, oh my god i totally forgot yeah you remember that <laughs> I, I did do. a magazine for um, it too <laughs> i did um, so you are the uh the go-to yeah know it of the marvel cinematic universe which is exciting because these two gumshoes here gumshoe? yeah hey I've, I've watched a couple movies sure yeah but if you haven't seen like a couple a couple was impressive in like 2014 <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a couple of the movies in 2014. It's like, okay, yeah, you probably. Are I mean, pretty they come out with a new one at least every year, if not yeah, like three a year. Now there are how many films? Almost 24. I think it's like 28. 28. So if you've seen a couple out of 28, now don't you're quote behind. me, but yeah, there's a lot. I'm behind. I know it. And there, I'm very excited to talk about this. Yes, I mean it's it's a great topic. <laughs> yeah. Considering it, I always end up talking about it in my stream. I feel like. Where do, you, where do you even start? Here's what I want to learn. I w- and this is what I want to like get out of this conversation. Sure. You got to entertain. I, shoot. I, this is what I'm, like. <laughs> yes, I want to entertain this. For, for, thank you. And this <laughs> is and this is why I want to entertain this. It's because it's this huge pop culture phenomenon since 2008 or six. Around there, yeah. Because I know that Avengers came out in tw- 2012. And that's kind I saw of where that it took off. Sh- yeah, that was mm-hmm. my. Yeah. Like, but it was building moment. up to it. I remember yeah. when before that. You know, with Iron Man and uh, Captain America and Thor, these were all just building to that yep. first Avengers movie. Yep. And I, I just never caught, I jumped on that train. Well, it was unprecedented what they had done. Hmm. Because I mean, it's a whole at, new thing. Like, no one's the, ever done it. Right. At the time, like, nobody had done it. This, right. It was brand new. Now, I mean... Everyone's trying and failing. Trying. <laughs> now, I mean, we think of it it's like... True. It is so it, true. It feels like that same feeling you got from, like, crossover episodes of your favorite, like, kid TV shows. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, but they did that on a cinematic level for adults. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now... I hope to assist you sure. in, in leading this conversation, if sure. you will allow me. Sure. Um, and that being said, the question that I have to ask you, just jumping into this topic, sure. uh, are we going to talk about them as they came out, or are we going to talk about them timeline-wise? Um, generally, <laughs> I kind of talk about both, but I usually differentiate when I do talk about it. Yeah. Um, whenever I try to get someone else into the cinematic universe, I definitely go timeline. Okay. I think when we're talking, because John asked the important question of where do you even start? <laughs> uh, really? First Avenger, start? Captain America. Correct. That is the correct mm. <laughs> So that... Not one of my favorites, but it's important. I like that movie. I'm not a huge. I mean, I like Captain America, but I'm not a good fan of like the big, like vanilla, like morally straight. Always, everything has to be perfectly right. Don't kill Mm -hmm. the heroes. He, you know, he develops as a person. He does. He gets more depth. Yeah. The important question that I want to answer, along with the questions that you guys have along the way, but the journey that I feel we're going on is, 
what makes this more than just superheroes? Yes. Just superheroes fighting crime. And there is a couple of good points that I think we can hit yeah. on that. Uh, I mean, but but starting off, yeah, we're yeah. starting we're starting Captain America. We're starting uh, the first Avenger. The first Avenger, yes. Which was not the first movie to come out. No, that first was... one actually technically is Incredible Hulk, although people don't really. It depends on who you ask if they count it as canon in the universe. Because it's not played by Mark Ruffalo. No, but there's an end credit scene that has Tony Stark in it talking to Thaddeus Ross, Correct. the guy from the I forget which government branch, but whatever. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> remember the name of the guy who played the Incredible Hulk first? Uh, it was Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Oh, yeah. I ran into him. Trust me, I Ed don't Norton. know the actor's name. <laughs> I remember seeing that on a TV yeah. once. And I'm not a huge Ed Norton yes, fan, Ed Norton. so that's probably partially why I'm not a huge fan of that movie. It's mm. not terrible, but I think Mark Ruffalo is way better. I ran into Ed Norton at a coffee shop in L.A. when no I was shit. there. Yeah, he ran in. He, he jumped off his bike. He took his helmet off. Yeah. He looked at the barista, and the, he went, Y'all got Wi-Fi? <laughs> and the barista went, no, and he went ah, and they walked back out. Jumped so back on his bike. I'd hardly I call mean, that running into. I was him. like, yeah. <laughs> no, but like if, <laughs> if I'm sitting here, he was like right here. Alex is pointing. I mean, like a foot three, away from three feet him. away. Yeah, he was yeah. he was close enough that I looked up and I went, oh, that's a dude from, from the Fight Club. Close enough to get COVID. I right? mean, I've heard that yeah. he's not <laughs> okay. the nicest person in the world, so I don't know if that. I mean, you probably are happy he didn't talk. He to wanted me. a lot more control <laughs> over the Incredible Hulk than he, he was getting. Yeah, mm. he changed a lot of that. He did that with I think like Malcolm X and other movies too. He like tries to like kind of hop into that director's seat and change a lot of things. <laughs> and the writer's seat. And mm-hmm. when it came to, because I imagine the writers of. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe knew from day one like what they were building up to. They were huge comic book nerds, so they. I mean, already... well, Joss Whedon saw a lot of those groundstones, and he's the yeah. guy who did Buffy. So if that says anything. Yeah, I mean, he's huge on like lore. Have you not seen Buffy? <laughs> no. The spinoff. You Angel? haven't seen Buffy? I'm sorry. Homework. It's on Netflix Homework. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on Netflix anymore. I would tell you to do it because Buffy's great. I mean, yes. it's cheesy. But it's great. I mean, so's Angel. Angel's is just as cheesy, but I. You love are it. cheesy. You're the definition of cheesy, Nick. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> it ain't easy being cheesy. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. So so Josh Whedon kind of. Joss. Uh, Josh. That's what I said. What's I his name? A, I have a lisp. Joss. Joss. Joss Whedon. Oh, just call him like Josh. Josh Stone. Call him Josh. I thought it was Josh this whole time. <laughs> yeah. This is how little I know. Yeah. Josh Whedon. Yes. From day one, had planned this. Big old, big old thing. He knew what his end game was (laughs) from day one. Um, And that being said, imagine being him on like, like on set and suddenly Edward Norton's here and he's like, well, I want to change this, 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 and this. It's like, trust me, I know you think you want to change that, but, (laughs) but come a couple years down the line, you're not going to want to change that. Yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't handle it. So he like threw a fit. He was terrible to work with. I think he also wanted more money too. Yeah. And they were I know the guy with... who originally played Rhodey also wanted more money, and that's why they... Terrence Howard. Yeah, he only lasted for one movie? Yeah, he's in the first Iron Man, and that's when they got Don Cheadle, who's better anyway. Way better. Way Absolutely better. better. Love Don um, Cheadle. Right? We're, we're, we're jumping around a lot. <laughs> Do you but, know who Don Cheadle will... is? Yes. <laughs> he's the guy. House of Lies. <laughs> House um, of Flies. House of Pies. <laughs> now, I have actually a, a quick question about this. I don't sure. even know if this is answerable. Sure. But... This seems like from the beginning such a huge undertaking right. that this this student like these studios and this, this entity that is Marvel right. has to take in, in its decades. Is it like decades or like and a, we're in a decades decade? now? We're yeah. in decades now. Oof. Decades in the making. Right. How did this like who started? Is it was it Joss Whedon who's just like, hey, I have. I'm an not idea. entirely <laughs> sure where like 
the catalyst for all this was. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not on the bandwagon in the beginning. Um, My actual first inception of it was Thor, unironically. When I was in Akron, they had a TV channel that was like just for students. And they would play movies after they were in the theaters, but before they were on like DVD or whatever. Hmm. And so Thor was on there one time and I'd been wanting to watch it. I saw the trailers on TV and stuff. And so I watched that. And I think that was actually my first Marvel movie I watched. Um, And then... It, the whole Thor thing as my nickname came from a game of Capcom versus Marvel, but, um, <laughs> and then it kind of just stuck and he became my favorite superhero. But, um, my first real experience with it was, um, was the first Avengers movie. Uh, I had a friend who was like, Hey, we're going to go see this at a midnight showing. You want to come? And I was like, yeah, cause I grew up on superhero movies. Unfortunately, they're Batman <laughs> because that's what there was in the '90s was Batman. That's mm, true. Um, but and then it kind of just blew my mind, like the big team up and <laughs> the big team up and all the superheroes coming together and like that iconic shot where they're all standing in a circle, mm-hmm. which you guys probably right. don't know when the camera goes around them. Uh-huh. Around but, the Avengers table, it's so popular. <laughs> Is it around table? Around the table. Around the shot that. Funko Pop made a Funko Pop collection. I that, have them in my wish list. That right you now. click around and it reforms the shot of yeah. where the camera goes around in a circle and shows it's a all very of them iconic in, shot. in their uh, in their action poses. So that so New York okay. is being like completely destroyed by yep. aliens. As, oh, and really as it always is, they're yeah. standing like, in the back, middle of back New York, to back. Yep. back yeah. to back, right in a big circle. A like big all of them have their weapons. They're getting ready, you know. And it's that oh, shot that's like oh, music swells in the back. It's it's that shot where it's like oh shit. They're all here. Yes. That's what that shot's supposed to be. And that definitely was one of those moments for me where I was just like, it, and maybe you, you it's because I'm a nerd and all that, that like yeah. Marvel just spoke to me right. on like a soul level because I've always been a nerd. So this kind of stuff is my bread and butter. Well, it was yeah. after years of only seeing them in their own right. isolated movies. Exactly. And so I, I assume the only other place that this ever happened was in comics. Well, those are the animated shows, but that's and, okay. not nearly on the same level no. as like the movies. Hmm. And I mean, even when you think back on like the movies, I mean, they had some of the Avenger stuff like in like the 60s or something like that on TV yeah. with like Lou Ferrigno or whatever as the Hulk. <laughs> um, but for, hey, me, <laughs> yeah. for me, this was hey. like a mind-blowing situation. I never saw anything like that. And I wasn't one of the people who got to read comic books when I was little. My parents were, we were very poor. My parents were divorced. So you got what you got. Mm. But um, I have some now and I've obviously kind of backtracked into that. But for me, it was just kind of like a larger than life movie. Mm. I mean, you see things like Star Wars and everything else, but it's never something where it's a whole bunch of different things coming together as one. Mm -hmm. So if I may, um, just to kind of further answer this question, um, kind of fill in some blanks on the history here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's important to realize a couple of things. Number one is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, it's almost an answer to the Batman and Robin series of movies. Mm-hmm. Because the Batman and Robin series of movies famously destroyed the superhero genre. Of, oh, it totally did. I mean, I, I, I like them, but they're not good. So take it this way. <laughs> Before that, you had the very old Superman movies, yes. right? Okay. The ones that like you look at and you're like, clearly this was made in like... I the, forget the guy's the name, 80s. the guy who was handicapped from, yeah. I don't remember his name either, but, but yes, yeah, yes. yeah, that guy. So those movies were great, and then they made the Batman movies, and the Batman movies were fine up until Batman and Robin. This is a brand new generation, 
This is like in the people. 80s or 90s? So 90s. this is this is like 90s, early 2000s. They started at the end of the 80s with yeah. Keaton, and then you in the with... 90s they had uh, Val Kilmer and then George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, when it was George Clooney, this was a brand new uh, group of kids. Mm-hmm. And when they watched this movie, they were like, oh, superheroes are stupid. <laughs> and Very the entire cheesy. generation was basically like, no. So Hollywood went, oh, they don't like superheroes anymore. We're not going to make superhero movies anymore. For a while, yeah. I Yeah, because it was Marvel and it was... It's DC the, as well. The Dark Knight yeah. that kind of yeah, did makes it. Sense. Um, but because of that, comic book sales tanked. The TV airtime for these TV shows tanked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Everything tanked because this generation saw that movie and basically was like, "Superheroes are dumb. We want to watch something else." Wow. <laughs> and because that happened, Marvel started going bankrupt. Oh. And to keep themselves afloat. They did uh, this mass selling, almost like an auction off of their characters and their licenses. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's how, like, the uh, Fantastic Four ended up with, like, Paramount and uh, Spider-Man ended up with Sony. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of that happened. When Sony made the Spider-Man movie starring uh, Tobey Maguire. Yes. <laughs> when, yeah, very memes. Tobey Maguire. Memes. Yes. Yeah. When they made those, that was supposed to be the like last shot for superhero movies. I mean they did good. And they All did things considered. They oh, yeah. no, Great no they, they did. did. They really did. <laughs> they did They're better good than good. They were they were smash box office hits. Yeah. These movies were I watched them in theaters. I, I saw the third one in theaters. I, yeah. I remember it was a big deal. And the yeah. third one, yeah, gets memed on a lot. <laughs> but that's why Nick going back it. after <laughs> going back after like getting to know Spider Man and like doing like a lot of research on him as I have, um, they're extremely accurate to the comic books. All of them, except for the last one. The last one really wasn't, but the last one was a lot of uh, fan catering. But the point is, is that the Spider-Man movies showed Hollywood, hey, they want more. Mm-hmm. Superheroes are back. And in doing that, Marvel started making all their money back again through Spider-Man and through like Saturday morning cartoons and toy sales. And that's why you have the Spider-Man animated series then. Yeah. Um, also X-Men too. I mean, yep. it's not as good as Spider-Man, X-Men, but... X-Men also came out around that same time. Um and then you got the Fantastic Four movie that kind of tanked, but at least got a sequel. The original yeah. one was great. Everybody loved it. Yeah. I, um, I mean, they're cheesy, but not like in the good way. Yeah, like, The comic exactly. book kind of way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second movie tanked. Yeah. And they were like, oh, man, maybe we're going too hard on this whole superhero thing. And then the redo also tanked. Yeah. They Fan also they also it. did a reboot. <laughs> they did a reboot of Spider-Man that tanked. Oof. Yes. Um, because those weren't good movies. No. I recently watched that. They were just the plot was all over the place. It could have been good. I mean, Andrew Garfield was a good Peter, but it just wasn't. Not a single there. beat in those movies felt like it was hit. It all mm-hmm. felt like it was slowly slugging behind where the I beats agree. usually I agree. hit. Um, but because those movies started tanking, they were like, "All right, maybe we got to give this up again." And around that time, the comic books were still going because there were still people collecting them and still people reading them. The comic books were doing fine. The TV shows, doing fine. Toy lines, doing fine. It was the movies for adults that were working. Um, but that's when Josh Whedon came in and was like, hey, I want to save this. Like, I love this stuff. I want to I wanna, I wanna make it better. And he wrote out this, like, giant plot that's still going to this day. Yep. And that's, that's where we begin, is he made the Incredible Hulk movie. And I don't then, know if he was the director, but he definitely was behind he all was, of that stuff. He was, hmm. he was behind it. Uh, and then he made... Iron Man. Yep. And Iron Man was that one that was like, 
Oh, shit. That was that good shit. Yeah, when they made I Iron mean, Man. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is a treasure, so. Without Robert Downey Jr., the Marvel <laughs> cool Cinematic guy. Universe would not exist. Oh, for he sure. Was, he carried that on his back. He was the while. fertilizer that helped that flower grow. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because he was so perfect for the role. A lot of people didn't know who Iron Man was. I at mean, the time. I think, nope. in my opinion, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been spot on with all their casting choices. Oh, yeah. It's like you can't imagine anyone else in those roles ever. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Robert Downey Jr. was at a place where he was just like the the Marvel Universe. He was down. People were like talking shit about him. People yeah. weren't respecting him. Like <laughs> that was during his rehab days. Like he had just gotten off Chaplin. Like, oof. And, yeah, he turned his life around with it. Yeah, he basically he was like, I need one shot, and they were like, Here's your shot. And he freaking took it. Yeah. And he gave it everything he had. Yeah. Um, and that's that was the kind of heart that this franchise needed so you know the good comes with the bad with that because they saw that iron man was just like this huge hit right because you watch it you watch that scene where like he's staying there and he's like and the like missiles all go off behind him and you're like <laughs> yeah and, like yeah iron man is playing in the background the song and it's yeah. just like this is this is a superhero and at the time like i was saying nobody knew well, anything no one, like no one about, knew about Iron Man, Iron Man. no, because no, he wasn't a big superhero in the Marvel, uh, in like common knowledge, he wasn't like Superman and Batman is to DC yeah. or like Hulk and Captain he America. He wasn't one of the big ones, they made him big mm-hmm. with the movies, which is one of the reasons that got the clout it got because it was just yeah. unknown. Everybody yeah. was just like, Oh, shit, Iron Man's awesome, right? <laughs> That's key, which is I why think. they can now do that with so many other ones that no one knew about, like the Guardians and you yeah, know, all it, that kind of stuff. Exactly. They can bring in all those smaller heroes, they gain the trust of the public, right? Yeah, they, they almost had to because if you start with like Superman or Spider Man or one of the well, other Superman's superheroes. not Marvel, well, they did start, right. with this is all I'm saying. Like, if no. you start with like a well known superhero, people are gonna be like, Oh, great, it's big you know. shoes to fill when you start with something that everybody knows really exactly. well. Like, yeah. if they would have started the MCU with a Spider man again <laughs> i mean no one would have really given it much thought but then they waited until phase three to bring in spider-man and then they had tom holland who's amazing yeah. and they did it so much more justice well they need who's a hero who could quite literally he's the new spider-man <laughs> okay he's the the younger looking guy yeah the yeah. one who's actually like around the age that peter parker's supposed we're to be. we're gonna get to that tonight <laughs> i know that i'm gonna have to argue why tom holland is the best spider-man i will back you up 110 percent because he totally is and i have the facts toby because toby. No, <laughs> you just Toby. said it because of memes. They're meme lords. I, I know they are. I love the third movie when he's just walking around the street. <laughs> I mean, it's time. It's just quiet for bit. even a second. I like Spider-Man this. three, sure, uh-huh. but it. But Tom Holland is how Peter no, Parker is supposed to be. We'll, I don't we'll, have to see those. We'll get there. Too. We yeah. should. We should keep that fire. Uh, <laughs> it, the fire it, it, under wraps. It's an argument I constantly have. I know, and we're gonna get to it. So we're at Iron Man. Yeah. At this point, do people know about the phases yet? No. 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 I don't think people really understood it. Like maybe I could be in the minority here, but I don't think it really hit until Thor, and even then, not until Avengers was fully announced. Because I don't know if everyone would pick up on the Easter eggs that happen. So okay. So the interesting. Hints every like, now and then well, like in, in Iron movies. Man 2, Coulson, you probably don't know him. Nope. But he makes a comment. He has to go take care of something in um, New Mexico. And that thing is Thor. 
and he shows up <laughs> there and takes all the research equipment that Natalie Portman's character has and oh, Selvig cool. has and all of them and takes it away because they were uh, studying an anomaly that was Thor's arrival in New Mexico. So, so that was like the first like little thread. This is the first answer to the overarching question that you asked at the beginning. Yes. It's like, what makes this more than a superhero movie? Yes. Hmm. I did first not, off. That's, that's a cool little. Because it's a universe. It's not a single movie. The first yeah. thing is yeah. from day one. The people behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe were keeping secrets. Oh, sure. And still to this day, they're keeping secrets. Oh, my God. Like, well, they, endless There's certain actors that aren't allowed to talk. Tom and we'll get into that. Too. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Tom Holland, YouTube Ruffalo. Videos. Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo are not allowed to do interviews together. That's a Benedict that's a Cumberbatch thing. was Tom Holland's babysitter. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Tom Holland filmed all of Endgame been not without, knowing what was happening. without the full script. Literally not knowing what the plot of the movie was. How did they do that? Because he <laughs> can't keep his mouth shut, God oh. love him. That sounds like a Spider-Man thing. I mean, like, really literally is. in interviews, Benedict Cumberbatch is always sitting right next to him, and when Tom goes to talk, he's like, I'll answer that for you. <laughs> there have been times where he's, Tom Holland is sitting in an interview, and just out of nowhere, he'll say something, and then he'll sit there smiling, and then he'll go, and everyone's like, Oh, that was a spoiler. <laughs> he probably could have yes. gotten away with it had he not done that. Yeah. Right. I, I vividly remember a YouTube video of I think it's like Comic Con. He's walking in, everyone's cheering, and he just and this is before Endgame is out. Mm-hmm. And he just says, I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> everyone's like, No! I don't know if they caught it. I mean, it at to the be time. honest, I think everyone kind of expected spoilers. spoilers. But I mean if, Big if I mean if you're listening to this and you it's your own fault. You got to know that we're talking about movies. <laughs> but I if you mean, clicked on this one. There always is a happy ending to some extent in those movies because that's kind of what the whole comic book well, thing is based around. Well, I mean, within reason, I'm saying within reason. It's Disney. I mean, well, I'm not kinda. even talking about Disney. <laughs> kind of, sorta. It no, kinda... Disney but... hadn't. Disney didn't have them for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, for it's... like Iron Man, Disney was not involved. I think generally it's a good triumph. There's a cost, but good is going to triumph generally yeah. for most of the time. Now, I mean, in Infinity War, for example, but that was also technically part one. They just didn't call it part one because people get their panties all in a twist about that kind of stuff anymore. Mm. So it's true. Um, but it's always usually they win somehow, some way with some kind of payment, and of course the payment, you know, was is death. <laughs> <laughs> I am Iron. We, we're jumping a lot <laughs> of chapters. No, I know, so I know. We are. Telling. It's hard because it's it just yeah. No, it you definitely around. yeah. So so we talked about Iron Man. Yes. Um, the next one that came out was Thor. Thor. Well, it was Iron Man. It was actually, well, technically Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And then Iron Man, Iron Man 2, then Thor. Yes. Iron Man 2 was a good movie. A good movie. It was good, <laughs> but it's, in my opinion, the worst MCU movie. I would still like it. Is that the one that had, uh... It had, um, what's Pepper his name? Potts. Pepper Potts is in all of them. He's okay. sitting in the donut. <laughs> it's at one point. it's Whiplash. It's the guy. Yes, that I, one was. So here's what I'm gonna say is, and this is jumping ahead. Iron Man three is the worst Marvel movie. How dare you? I mean, I've only watched Iron Man three two times, so if that counts for any, well, not that maybe a little bit more because I rewatched the whole you know universe when I'm doing things. <laughs> We're at I, Thor, so I'm gonna let you talk about that. But then yeah. after that, I'm gonna explain why Iron Man three three sure. is just bullshit. How dare you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Once again, no, no, you're fine. Um, I think I mean I love Thor. I do think it's a little bit cheesier to some of them, but I mean it also is a god. So I mean to some extent that's always going to be cheesy, and unfortunately like it took a little bit to get the footing for Thor. But yeah. I, I was there the whole way. I was there from ground one. I like all of them. Um, 
But I do think that it is probably one of my favorite origin stories because I always, in my opinion, I find the origin stories are great. I love them. But they're slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take some time to get off the ground because you have to build up all these supporting characters, the hero, you know, let people know who they are, give them some kind of problem that they have to overcome, usually their own self somehow. Like Thor, for example, was a cocky a-hole in the beginning and he had to become <laughs> humble. Um, but I they're very important, but my favorites are always like the phase two and phase three because that's when everything's already established so we can get right into the good stuff. Yeah. And there's no, there's no messing around. But I do feel like... In Phase 1 Origins, it's definitely one of the better ones. I mean, that and Iron Man are definitely the top of Phase 1, not counting Avengers, because Avengers are always going to be top of those. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a really good origin, I think, mm. in my opinion. And it had good Easter eggs that tied into them if people pay attention enough. I mean, I know all the <laughs> Easter eggs, but... <laughs> it's not even Easter yet. That's why, well, that's what I like about this so far. That's where I'm kind of like gleaming from it. Yeah. Is that they're maybe more connected than what I thought. Because maybe in my they mind are. I was thinking Iron Man, Thor. Oh, and then they all get together in this one movie. From yeah. the outside, then, it definitely looks yeah. like it's a bunch of different movies. They were like, they're oh, very well in- yeah. interconnected. I mean, even if you want to like backtrack a second to First Avenger, someone who helps out Captain America is. Howard Stark, Tony like, Stark's Tony father. Stark's dad. Oh, okay. That yeah. becomes super perfect. Yeah. And in on. Iron Man 1, he has a prototype of Cap Shield in his workshop that was oh. his father's. Mm-hmm. And in Iron Man 2, they talk about New Mexico, which has to do with Thor. And so, I mean, it, that stuff just adds up and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. I mean, there's also Easter eggs, other things, too. Like, I mean, they reference Sherlock and Doctor Strange, but... Um, oh, that's funny. They're same, are, same actor, they are, yeah. <laughs> they're famous for uh, the end credit scenes. Oh, for sure. That yeah. is something that we need to hit immediately. <laughs> they are, and there's always, uh, there's always usually, well, sometimes there's two now, so there's yeah. usually one funny one and one that ties in <laughs> to the next one yeah. sometime, but that's very and a that's, big thing. And those end credit scenes, the and at the beginning when they started them, I mean, it nobody, started with Incredible Hulk. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew that they existed. Yep. Yeah, because so I shut people, off the TV. <laughs> people got up and left the theater. Right, exactly. And then they would, like, go on, like, Twitter or something, and they'd be like, something happened after? <laughs> well, now I gotta go uh, see it again. They They're back very, in the theater. And I mean, this is gonna jump points again for a second, but it was like, um... I can't remember which movie, which one had the end credit scene, but there was one where I sat there in the theater and waited all the way to the end, and it was Captain America doing one of his... I think it was Homecoming. And he's like... Best was. lesson to learn is patience, and it gave you no freaking spoilers for the next movie. Yeah. And everyone's just like, dude, like Waste the biggest block ever. But it was hilarious at the same time. Yeah, hmm. um, but a lot, of, a lot of fan service, a lot of like, we're kind of messing with you. We know well, we they're had the also whole integral to the plot. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're even talking, I think probably one of the most important ones to plot would be the end credit scene of Thor Ragnarok. It literally has Thor and Loki staring at Thanos' ship, and you start Infinity War with Thanos attacking Thor and Loki, like yeah. right oh, in wow. there. Wow! Like, I mean, that's Thanos, how closely it ties in. Thanos was announced through an end credit scene. Yes, it, it shows Thanos like in which one was that? It was the end of Avengers. He was in the vault in Asgard. He got the Infinity Gauntlet, which actually was a fake that uh, Odin. I think he was I mean, in it think... even before that because he was sitting in his big old and it turned around. He smiled. Maybe that was... I, it's easy to get him confused, but there was that one, and then there was another one where he got the Infinity Gauntlet, but they... It was a fake. But they... I mean, originally, we people thought it was real, but they it was a fake, and then they kind of proved that more with Thor Ragnarok with Hela. Yeah. So, um, but that it definitely ties things in. It'll, it'll hint towards the next ones. You guys it's are great. smiling like you're either confused or lost. 
I'm just holding on for dear life. I it's know. a lot. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot. We'll okay. see if you guys would have done your homework. Let's take, a, <laughs> let's, take, let's take a quick pause and just let's recount. What, okay. what, where are we at? So we got Iron Man. Yes. Iron Man. But before that, we had the Incredible Hulk, which doesn't really count, but we count it anyway sometimes. It's a, yeah, it's a redhead stepchild. Or it, it, like that. it counts, <laughs> yeah. but you It know. counts, yeah. but it doesn't because... Uh, Actor changes. Fight Club sucks. Yeah. That's why. What? Fight Club's great. I mean, fight, I was going to say, Fight Club's a great movie. <laughs> no, it's great, but... <laughs> is Fight Club an Avenger? I don't remember his name still. Ed Spoiler. Ed Norton, <laughs> Ed Norton is, is butt, so we Ed, don't count that. Ed Norton yeah. antivirus, okay. Uh, and then we, we got <laughs> Thor. Yes. Right? But before well, that, you had... Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. <laughs> Iron Man 2. And then you have Thor. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the order you're supposed to even watch them in, is it? Well, this is okay, like the so Star after... Wars argument, where like, yeah. <laughs> not the order that they came out in. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the reason that is is generally technically that is the order. The only reason it gets thrown off is because of the next movie after Thor, which is Captain America: First Avenger, hmm. which sets up Avengers. But, but it blasts us all the way back. It starts in World War uh, Two, fighting you know mm-hmm. Nazis, where Captain America famously <laughs> punched Hitler, but they didn't yeah. include in the movie. Oh, yeah. He did? Um, oh yeah. In the comics, Captain America punched the sh- out of Hitler. Yeah, so Wait, actual Hitler or just like actual a- Hitler. They have it in just a, like a well stage done. act in the movie, but right, um, that, that's what I saw. He's like, but it that. sets it up because at the end of First Avenger, he you know flies a plane into the Arctic Ocean right. or Northern Atlantic, whatever. I've seen um, to get rid of the bomb, and you're like, oh, he did. But he didn't because he's a super soldier. So he was frozen alive forever with the... No, he wasn't with the Tesseract. That went somewhere else. I, I think he was, was with yeah. the Tesseract. He was with the blue cube or something. Maybe he was with it. It's tesseract. been a minute because it's, it's definitely tesseract. not one of my favorite ones. But um, And so that set up right into Avengers because the end credit scene for Captain America was a scene taken from Avengers. It was the scene that Nick Fury goes to see Captain America and is like, hey, dude, we need you. Where he, that's it, like straight from Avengers. Yeah. Wow. That's at the end of Captain America. Yeah. Wow. So that, that went right in there. And there's only one other movie that breaks chronology like that, and that's Captain Marvel. So the rest of it, mm-hmm. it, it, you can technically watch it in release order, and you're fine. Because, I mean, there's argument to say with certain ones, like certain people are like, you need to watch Guardians 1 and then Guardians 2 right after. I'm like, I kind of like a little breather in the middle because, you know, there's time <laughs> that passes in between. Yeah. But, um, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place at the same time. Okay, so next up is Iron Man 3, right? Uh, Avenger, yes. So next up is Iron Man 3. So now 3. you can go on your rant. Iron Man 3 is... <laughs> the floor is yours. Iron again. Man 3 is bad. And let me tell you why. It's because in Iron Man 2, Tony Stark removes the arc reactor. Yes. Um, which is the thing that he puts in his chest in Iron Man 1. Right. He's like, this is why I have superpowers. Because he had like metal... Yeah, yeah so, his heart. Yeah. so he takes it out, he does surgery, he fixes it, so now his heart works. And he takes the arc reactor out, which powered the suit as well. Um, but he like puts the arc reactor into the suit, so now he doesn't need it. Whatever. But Iron Man 3 is all about Tony Stark no longer feels like Iron Man. He has also has PTSD from he, what happened also, in Avengers. He's also dealing with PTSD. I do think that end of it actually is really well done showing his PTSD. Yeah, so, that so, part so, of it's good. So Avengers comes first then. Well, we met, we'd already touched on Avengers briefly. Did yeah. we? Yeah. We should probably touch on it more. Okay. What um, happens in Avengers? Tell me. Well, it's they important to note that well, Loki, 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 Loki is the best bad guy, and that's basically it. <laughs> but, but it's important to note that in Iron Man 2, okay. uh, a kind of supporting actress in it was Scarlett Johansson playing Black Widow. Nick Correct. Fury was in it, too. Nick Fury was also in it. They they talked to him and about the Avengers initiative and basically tell him that, no, you can't be in it, and then they come into Avengers, and he's like, I thought I didn't work well with others, and I, you guys didn't want me for Avengers. Right. 
It's like um, being picked But Scarlett Johansson is a spy the entire time going under a different alias that yes. isn't Black Widow. And you don't know that she's Black Widow until like the very end. Yes. You find out, oh, this is Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is in Avengers? No, this isn't. This is it, Iron, Iron Man 2. This is Iron, Iron Man 2. Which Black is, Widow is a main character in Iron Man 2 well, going under a different name. supporting character in Iron Man 2, but yes. Why don't I remember this? Because <laughs> she's going under a different name. She was undercover, yeah. Oh, okay. She's undercover, yeah. I mean, I've, you I've seen... You probably were just staring at her boobs anyway. Well. <laughs> she, her, her role in the movie was to seduce Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Like, almost the entire time. Was to distract she, she Tony Stark. She seduced me, so I mean... And was Pepper like, hey, come on. No, because they weren't an item yet. Stop. <laughs> they weren't officially an item yet. But she was yeah. jealous. A little jelly? Well, yeah. A little jelly? <laughs> People still say that? <laughs> So yeah, so. so that's that's the that moment when that set the groundwork for Black Widow and for Nick Fury, so that they weren't totally, you know, unknown when we came into Avengers. Because like the first two scenes we get in Avengers is Nick Fury and Selvig with the the Tesseract, and then we go into uh, Natasha going to get Bruce. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I mean, and... Nick and Nick and Natasha. Are some of the first ones we see before we see Tony. Or so we Thor. don't we don't actually see the Hulk. Until, yeah, Avengers. the Hulk doesn't like make his appearance until they're on the helicarrier. Yeah, and Thor doesn't show up until they get Loki, and then Thor kind of day crashes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, and uh, that's where that famous line is. Um, you won't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, he he drops that line there on that hell. That's like a classic Hulk yeah. line from way back. Right, yeah. and then at the end of Avengers, you know, that's his secret. He's always angry. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a, it's a good meme. That's that's, that's how I know any of this. Good really, yes. <laughs> so Avengers happens. Yes, and okay. then as you were saying, big hit, um, boom. Tony Stark is dealing with PTSD. <laughs> he's dealing with a lot, and this is kind of again, uh, this is the second point in answering the question, like what makes this different from just a regular superhero movie? Okay, is that um, even back in again? I'm going to reference Spider Man because it's one of the older uh, this properties. Is what you know, yeah, and it's also one of the older properties. But Stan Lee was um, really big into. These aren't just superheroes. They're people. Exactly. That's one mm. of the, the great things about it. No, seriously, it is. It's one of the best things about it is because they make all the characters relatable and have their own, like, people problems. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it happens in all of them. That's what makes... And that's, I think, why I'm not as big into Captain America because I just don't feel like his people problems are on the level of depth as his everybody His people else's. problems are literally like, I don't understand Twitter. All my friends are right. dying. Help me. Whereas, like, I feel like, and maybe that's why I like Thor's because he's gone through all this huge character development. Oh, yeah. And it's mm. fantastic. And oh, yeah. And then, like, even Tony has. And so they grow a lot throughout. Mm. And it does show that, yeah, they're, they have powers or whatever, but they're people with powers. Yeah. And I can agree because I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. Uh, I had no idea about the Avengers thing, <laughs> but I did know that he had, like, was having panic attacks. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is kind of weird to see this. Because he almost died yeah. in Avengers. He went okay. and he took a rocket and he flew it through a portal that was opened, um, that was just, letting all the aliens through. And he put it through <laughs> there smart. and his suit cannot, could not at that time support him in space. And so like everything froze up. Oof. And he, he basically was like, oh, I'm about to die. Right. Like he called Pepper to tell her that he was going. Um, it was that feeling of like, I imagine what you feel right before you like drown where you're like, oh, it's all getting dark. Yeah. This isn't good. Yeah. And then so he almost died and he almost crashed into earth except for Hulk and Thor. We're going to go get him, but Hulk got him first or whatever and saved him. But he almost died. So he has the PTSD of that. So he had flashes of it constantly, which also a slight jump is why he sees some of those aliens in uh, Avengers 2 when his mind gets effed with. 
Um, but <laughs> but what's important to note is that Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man, and Iron Man One is like, I'm a big I'm a big rich guy. I do what I want. Right. I can handle anything. Yeah. That that moment is his moment of, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm a person. I can die. I'm mortal. Like right. Else. I'm not immortal. Like but I he am, had a hero, but he has a hero complex. He does exactly, which is why later on, right? Yeah. So, so this this road that he goes on is like he almost dies in space. He realizes he's breakable, and what do you do with that knowledge when you feel like you're at the top of the world? Exactly and now, what happens in Age of Ultron. Exactly, <laughs> but you hate this movie. You don't like this. movie. No, so I hate Iron Man three. Yeah. For we very were just good touching reasons. on the PTSD part was actually a good part. That was a that. great part. I so agree with that. So where does it fall apart then? It falls apart in um, they did not handle his PTSD well uh, in the sense of him getting over it, which was... He, <laughs> he just gets, wakes up one day and, oh, I'm good. No, he he <laughs> he gets basically thrown into this like random place, which I can't remember, but I remember it's covered in snow. He His suit stops working, and he yeah. basically has He's to go to this kid. kid for help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has to go to this kid. He leaves his suit with this kid. Um, and Are you Iron Man, mister? Yes. He's like, no, he goes, is that Iron Man? And Tony Stark's like, yeah, that that's Iron Man. Like, <laughs> I'm not, that is. The suit is Iron Man. Okay. Right. Mm, and then he gets like... <laughs> He gets like kidnapped and has to build a new suit out of stuff from Dollar Tree, mm-hmm. and all of that part's <laughs> stupid. And they had this character that was from the comics, and was this like it was supposed to be this arch of, and they 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 like hyped it up to be this arch of there. There's this fight between technology, science, and magic in the Marvel universe, where it's like mm-hmm. this doesn't obey science and this doesn't obey magic, so they clash, and that's what the villain was supposed to be. His name was the. Um, I keep wanting to say Mandalorian, but that's not it because that's Star Wars. But Star Wars has me messed up now. It's is, the, is that the one with the extremists? Although Mandalorian is great, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's the man, the man, man, uh, the Mandarin, the Mandarin. Oh, orange. Who the, isn't actually? <laughs> he's just was a hired actor. So oh, okay, that's why it sucks. Is because, because he wasn't. He in the gets comics. he gets to the Mandarin, and the Mandarin is a red herring. He goes, I'm an actor. I don't know anything. I just read the lines. Although Ben Kingsley is fantastic, but still, yes. He is. And that's how Tony Stark gets captured, is oh. that he fell for Because Guy this. Pierce is actually the bad guy. He's basically trying to create super soldiers that turn into basically ticking time bombs of people who literally explode. And why is he doing cool. this, you ask? And why does this movie suck? Is because Tony Stark... Because Tony Stark treated him like shit. Tony Stark dissed him at a party one time. And he wanted revenge. <laughs> and he wanted to basically be like, you shouldn't have dissed me at a party 30 years ago. Yeah. That's it? That's it. So, I mean, like... <laughs> Did you do that, the classic, like, hey, there's something on your shirt. Boom. Hits him in the nose. <laughs> it was something to <laughs> that level. Tony was drunk and had girls on his arms, and this guy was, like, you know, nerdy, long hair. He's like, and he's like I have all these ideas you. that I want to talk to you. And Tony's like, I'll meet you on the roof at this time. And doesn't he doesn't show up because, you know, he was... He's driving away with some hot babes, just being like, Nerd. no, he's probably like, you know, golfing in his hotel room. Yeah, he but, had a couple um, distractions. Okay, he was yeah, distracted. but left him he up on the room. It man. basically is a very shitty story of like a vendetta the whole time. That's lame. <laughs> yeah. That is lame. Which is lame because the original villain was so cool and meant so much. But we see it later. I mean, the parts of it are great, like the PTSD and like even like the end fight, like in like the powers that the bad guy has are cool, but they just didn't give it the groundwork it needed. Also, it kind of was empty, like a DC movie where they don't give you any reason to not like the villain because they're just like, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's also, evil. The end solution <laughs> of the fight, like he beats up Tony Stark, he beats like the Iron Man out of him, 
literally like his suit falls apart because at the time it was a suit that like was magnetic and like put itself together in pieces. and he had all his other suits <laughs> there with him too because he yeah. was working they were hinting at the nanotechnology that he was working on sure but the solution you you just touched on it he calls in all of the iron man suits yeah. all of them like because they had the president hostage so like he puts the president in one takes them off and then <laughs> they can keep the president and now. then there are like <laughs> 380 iron man suits and that was supposed to be that moment where it was like Oh man, Tony Stark has all these suits, and then they like half of them get destroyed. All of them, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's think, the yeah. big thing. And he then destroys Pepper every Potts suit. actually saves his life in the end. Too. Yeah, oh, yes. Even though they pretend like she dies, she falls, like but she doesn't die because she has the whatever in her. And then they get the whatever out of her, but then she becomes an Iron Woman kind of later. That's but I'm way... not a big Pepper Potts fan. Yeah, anyway. there's I'm not either. No, she I... sells goop, so I'm I'm really not into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she sells goop in the movies too, just in a different way. Huh. Huh. Nice. <laughs> that's a now that's a bit. Turn my head. That's I'm an sorry. Avengers bit. Yep. The Marvel bit. So yeah, Iron Man three happens, and then uh, Thor two, so, I think. Thor two, which is uh, uh, the Dark World. That one, a lot of people like to bit on. I like it. I can get why some people don't like it. They didn't kind of give enough groundwork to the villain. That's which... the one that's directed by uh, Taita Waititi, right? Which one is that? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. One. I completely. Um, so yeah, Dark World. Dark, <laughs> I completely forget about that one. Dark World's the one <laughs> with the dark out, elves, please. and um, okay. it's basically the alignment of the planets, and it's causing a lot of hinky stuff with gravity and whatever else. <laughs> Selvig's nuts after having Loki tinkle with t- tinkle. tinkle <laughs> with he peed in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not that um, bastard. <laughs> but this is where we find the. This is the first time we see a second Infinity Stone. Yeah. This is where we see the ether, mm-hmm. and the ether gets into Jane Foster. And people, I think, I think the reason that they don't like it is because, honestly, because I don't think the villain was given enough work build up to the climactic point. Hmm. I like it for the comedic parts in it because the comedic stuff in that movie is amazing. Well, they had not hit their precipice yet with Thor, though. No, the they hadn't. But they started. That one was really the one that started the groundwork of the brother relationship of Loki and Thor and how they like fight with each other and like mm-hmm. their comedy and their banter yeah. is it started with that one which i really like thor and loki's banter together oh, yeah. um so i mean it's not amazing i still enjoy it um not everybody else does um but that's one that a lot of people vote as the worst mcu movie mm-hmm. is that one it's one that i forget exists so there's that well i mean that there you go I, the... I remember but i think it's also because i'm slightly biased sure yeah <laughs> the you kind of so, like the world I, I just like a little i mean i you know just like a little bit <laughs> So we were talking about these in- Infinity Stones. Yes. Now I know what that is. I heard about yeah, that. See, we both well, heard yeah. about those. Stones. So is, is this when is this like the point where these movies start to kind of begin yes. to yeah. go towards this is end when we game? St- we start realizing the that because up until then we knew about the Tesseract for a while, but unless you were someone who read the comic books or whatever, it was just a magical cube that did some things. Yeah. And then you make the a e- wish. And then the ether it's comes. Aliens, from <laughs> and then the knew. ether comes along, and we know it's something else powerful. But they still don't even call it an Infinity Stone in that one. I don't think we actually get mentions of the Infinity Stones until Age of Ultron with Vision. Mm-hmm. And that's because we find out that there was one. The Mind Stone was actually in Loki's scepter from the first Avengers. Correct. Mm. Which was given to him by Thanos because Thanos is in search for said Infinity Stones. Oops. So he sent all... he sent Loki out to get them. Yes. And he gives him one. He's like he on, on accident. He's like, no, this is, this is an investment. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, because I think it's it's only I think Iron Man three and Thor two. I 
had it on my phone. What other ones were <laughs> in phase two? Yeah. I can't remember now. Phase two is the one that always confuses me. But it is important to note that, like, that's the reason why Avengers 1 happened was because Thanos sent... Winter Soldier. Loki. That one's great. I don't know why I forgot that Winter one. Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's a good movie. I've Winter Soldier that. is... Well, that's because I love Bucky. I think he's more interesting than Captain America. How dare you? <laughs> Winter Soldier is where, uh, where you kind of start getting into the territory of why Tony Stark's PTSD matters to the plot. Yeah. Also yeah. into how uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. actually is not good. Yeah. Which oh. is also really fun because I like that whole, like... S.H.I.E.L.D.'s supposed to be the good guys good. Cause, cause they're well, like, actually, uh, they're ran by Hydra, which is a subsect oh, oh. branch Hail Hydra. Of, you guys of, know of that? Nazis. I knew that. I knew that part. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a subsect of Nazis. Because I've seen the Captain America movies and I was like, whoa, what's going on? Well, yeah, there's a whole big thing about in the comics. They had actually had Captain America saying Hail Hydra, which he does at Endgame. But they haven't saying it in the comics because he was actually a secret member of Hydra. In he the movie, they did it as it's as kind of like a, a nod joke. towards it. Well, he was like, "Oh, I kicked these guys' asses the first time. This time, I'm just gonna go, uh, hail Hydra." So hail they Hydra. know that he's working with them, and they don't. And they're all like, him. "Oh, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. one of us." Yeah. He said the word. Uh, but yeah, so Winter Soldier was one that um, came in there too, and that's one where we get actually uh, Bucky back because we were thought he was dead. Yes. Yep. Um. And then From, he was in uh, Captain America Captain one, Man. yeah. Right, he, he fell off the train like, and they right. cover his face like the entire movie. So that's the big secret. He when almost it happens. I mean, I knew from the beginning because I'm really bad about looking up actors. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yes, that and it was really good because they also gave um, Black Widow a little more character development and made her friends with um, Captain America, which is nice because I don't find Black Widow to be the most interesting. So it made her a bit more well, I mean, relatable. Yeah. All the men seem to find I can her. admit that she's hot, but it doesn't alter the fact that she's not very interesting. True. She's just there. Um, <laughs> no, for a while, all she was was eye candy. Pretty yeah. much. But, but they, they, they turned it around. They do. Okay. As pop culture kind of moved past And then that. apparently, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy came in there, too. Right yeah, but Guardians it. of the Galaxy is one of those side pit stops where you're like, oh, this is cool. It plays in later, but, I mean, and Guardians yeah. is fantastic. They were good movies. What was that? <laughs> that was the canon again. Oh. <laughs> You really gotta get that checked. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Guardians was one of those ones that I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was. Mm -hmm. it, was it was a great movie. It was oh, yeah. great. Was that also Taito Watiti? No, that's James Gunn. That's James Gunn. Yes, because because they were gonna bring in Taika to replace him if they didn't bring him back when they had the whole the whole thing that happened with him. There right. was a whole thing. Yeah, it's a long story. Basically, uh, he got canceled, didn't he? He got he got <laughs> yeah he got fired because someone dug up old tweets of his, and so they fired him. And I mean, on my side of the spectrum, I was like, okay, but you're gonna let Robert Downey Jr. be the face of your guys's whole <laughs> cinematic universe, but you're not gonna let a guy who said a tweet like you know ten years ago stick mm -hmm. around. But but then they realized, hey, he is Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, the problem is too is all the actors in the movie signed up this big letter that they wrote to the studio, like, hey, and even like Dave. Batista said he was considering breaking his contract if they didn't bring him back. Yeah. Because Ooh. it just wasn't going to be a good movie with that. No, no. Because it, I mean, that's, it's his baby. Like, yeah. I mean, Taika would have done it justice and he would have done the best he could have done with it. But it really wouldn't like have been Taika. the same. I mean, so do I. He's yeah. great. Good so. director. He made uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Correct. Yeah, it's so a great he show. Also, uh, he also directed an episode of The Mandalorian Ooh. and voiced the robot in Man or droid in The Mandalorian. He's just a But really that's just a different guy. fandom of mine because I'm also a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many people are. We should have a Star Wars mega episode. We do. It's on May the 4th. Oh, next year. Yeah, next year. 2021. We'll have to bring you on and bring on Devin. Yeah. Sure. 
We got, I mean, I've, I love my Star Wars. We got, we have like <laughs> we know so many super fans of Star Wars. Yeah. It's like we're gonna all duke it I out. have my handful of super, like my my big fandom ones, and that's definitely Marvel. This and War of the Rings. Are yep. we at Civil War yet? No, that's next. <laughs> Are we there yet? Nope. Sorry, uh, I love no, Civil you're fine. War. It's Civil uh, Wars when it was Guardians, and then it went to Age of Ultron. Okay, Age of Ultron. Um, which was good. Is important. I like that one. That one also brings in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who died. That's is that's Avengers too. Yes. So and that's, that's also where Vision gets made. So that's where there's team up, and then there's bigger team up, and Vision comes in. Vision is an invention of Tony Stark. Correct. Vision's awesome. Vision. He needs more stuff, but they're coming out with that show, so that should help. WandaVision. Yes, I'm very excited. Coming out. Um, um, WandaVision? That sounds like a fake show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, Wanda Maximoff is Scarlet Witch. She's in love with Vision, and so it's WandaVision. It's a story about That's them. also where they bring in uh, Scarlet Witch and... Her brother. Right. Quicksilver, yeah. Quicksilver. Quicksilver Pietro. is supposed to be an X-Man, isn't he? Yes. But he's not. Well, technically, they had to dissect from that because they didn't have the rights to X-Men because Wanda and Pietro, or actually, technically, it's Peter, are children of Magneto, mm-hmm. and they couldn't tie that in because they didn't have the rights to X-Men. So let's talk about that for a second. Because, <laughs> wow. Because this is, so this is the reason why I mentioned in the history where Marvel was going downhill and had to sell off all their properties. Because they didn't like when they were making the Avengers movies, like, it's like Monopoly, they they literally didn't know who they were going to have, yeah. so they had to write it basically on the fly for a little bit, knowing the basic plot. They have X Men now, thankfully. Um, but <laughs> because Marvel Studios, who was not yet bought by Disney, um, it was one of those properties that when Disney bought it, that's when everyone like started looking at Disney, like, uh oh. <laughs> Um, well, come on, although do something. Disney's done great things with it, so I don't know. Oh yeah, no, they've done out. absolutely. They've done great amazing things. things with it. So. They definitely have done it justice. Um, but at the time, it was just Marvel Studios by itself, and so they didn't have their properties anymore because they had sold them off in auction when mm-hmm. Marvel was going under. Right. Um, so they didn't have Spider Man. They didn't have the X Men. They didn't have the Fantastic Four. Yep. Now I mean, that's all of it. Yeah. Now with Disney. Having their their pockets, they have everything but Spider Man. Because Sony, he a, shows up. Well, he, well, Sony is also like kind of clutching their pearls on that one. I can't wait to get into this part. <laughs> they, this they, part's really fun they, for me. They kind of, you know, I think it's because they know that they're not doing so hot with their Spider Man stuff that they're trying to do again. Oh, okay. And um, we get we can talk about this during Civil War. That's fine. We yeah, Civil War. Well, I mean, really? that's actually in two anyway. Because next one's Ant Man, which. Yep. I mean, Paul Rudd's great. Good movie. Paul Rudd's fantastic. I love Paul Rudd. Oh my god, what a great Ant Man! So, but here's the thing, and how it strays away from the comics is the original Ant Man was Pym. Yes. Who created Hank the Pym, Pym particles? Hank yes. Pym, who created the Pym particles that uh, let Michael you shrink. Michael Douglas's character. Hmm. Um. So you've seen which one? You've seen. I've seen both Ant Man and Wasp and Ant Man. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So you understand all that. I get yeah. it. So the old dude is the guy who was Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. I can. So call Paul him Dr. Rudd Pym. is this new character, kind of. He exists in the comics, but he's not. Like super well known, but he's so great. <laughs> but when it came out, Ant Man was a joke. It was a joke movie. I actually for most didn't people. even take it seriously either. I was like Ant Man. I'm like, what the fuck it was is the that? equivalent of Shazam when Shazam came out. And you're like, oh, Shazam's a standalone comedy. That I have a kinda... cat named Shazam. Oh, I thought that was an app. Nice. Uh, no, it's a movie. it is. It no, is, <laughs> and it's a fat cat that lives at my place with my boyfriend. <laughs> but it's also a movie. Yeah. It's also a movie. It's also okay, like uh, that not kid so who turns into a buff guy. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay. John's but no, it definitely reviews. went under the radar because like I didn't take it seriously at first either. And then I had someone who came to me and was like, "Okay, but you really need to watch Ant Man." I'm like, "Okay, but seriously, I mean, like Paul Rudd. I mean, I love the guy, but he's known for his humor. I mean, he's not known and for it's serious funny. roles. Yeah. But I mean, 
that's one thing I also say is my, one of my favorite thing about Marvel. So I'm picky about comedy and movies. I don't like the heavy-handed stuff, and Marvel's comedy is spectacular. Spot on. Oh, like it's spot it on. makes me cry. I laugh so hard in theaters. It's like hanging out with a comedian who's testing bits on you. Like it, they it, come it, so it all naturally. feels very like you know. Um, my brain just uh, improved. Yeah, and I mean Ragnarok mm. was a lot of improv. Well, I like that, <laughs> but um, it feels like the humor feels like a lot of improv. Funny, like it, you don't expect it to happen in that moment, which I think is what makes it so funny. It's not like going in and watching a Will Ferrell movie where you expect it to be hilarious the whole mm. time, and he just looks sorry, stupid the whole time because I don't like yeah. Will Ferrell. But um, no, you know, <laughs> it's maybe you, your expectations are not set at this yeah. level. Of like I'm gonna be busting a gut laughing right. at this. Movie. You don't. You don't expect And then they the say humor. some jokes, and like, right. hey, it's the, they just I think slide that's my problem in. with a lot of comedy movies. Slight segues. I go into it expecting it to be hilarious, and it yeah. usually doesn't. And then it's deliver. Not. Yeah. Right. But then I go into Marvel expecting this awesome epic action film that has fantastic like buddy cop humor kind of stuff in absolutely. it that I it's absolutely good stuff. adore. Well, I can imagine too. Once they have these characters that have been introduced and developing for movies and movies right you really know who these characters are and yes. so if they have like maybe an inside joke it yep. lands that much harder well there totally is one in age of ultron that carries from the beginning to the end because like um i think like iron man says son of a bitch and then cap goes <laughs> language and then later on at the very end of the movie um like Captain America calls Nick Fury a bitch or something like that. And then Iron Man's like, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Yeah. There <laughs> are, there so, are inside jokes within the MCU. Oh, for sure. That's and funny. like lifting like, like Thor's hammer is a joke that carried from Ultron to Endgame. Yeah. You know? and like Because and everyone it, tries to lift it. Right. And well, and the best part is, of course, when Thor's like, I knew it. He didn't get mad about Cap, it. He, like, he knew that Cap, Cap could do it. Cap pretend that he couldn't lift the hammer because he didn't want to make Thor feel bad. Yeah. Oh. But he totally could have. But That's is it like it. it's the King Arthur's sword type thing? So the thing? problem is you he goes to pick it up. Worthy, okay. He goes to pick it up and it nudges. It wiggles. So he's almost. So no, like, he, so like, because he figures out he can do it. Basically. Like oh. like uh, Bruce tries it. Um, As Hulk. Rhodey tries it. Um, and then Rhodey and Tony both put their Iron Man arms on and put the jets on. They're like, are you even trying? <laughs> and then like Black Widow's like, I don't need that question answered. And like just to see if they could lift the hammer. So then that's why it was such a big moment in Endgame. Because like Thor comes back and he has, you know, Stormbreaker, which is like 2.0. And then they have Mjolnir. And it's like, okay, well, he's got both now. And then Iron Man, I mean, Iron Man, Captain America can pick it up. You're like, yeah, which is why I totally also have a Funko of that moment because you're like, <laughs> no way. So, wait, so why is he worthy? You know, like these are because all he, is, he is so morally straight and like uh, a okay. good person. Like, yeah, like that, which is wonderful, but kind of boring. he's lawful good. Yes, lawful, he's lawful good. good. And D&D. for that reason, he is a cleric and can yes. pick up. The... Yes, he's he's definitely lawful. Good. Like Thor's like chaotic good, and yeah. like Cap is like lawful good. Mm. So I like, mean, he almost punched Hitler, so he must right. be a good guy. He did <laughs> right. in the comics. He did. <laughs> right. So in my heart, he did too. That's true. So now we're at we um, are at um, uh, Civil War. Civil War, which is great. This is like this the is a fan favorite, This is the right? uncut Avengers, is what it is. You know, I actually have a slightly uh, unpopular opinion. I do love this movie, Uh-oh. but it's not my favorite Captain America. I don't blame you. I actually. I like because Winter he, Soldier he, a lot better with the whole, like, you know, the hidden, like, Hydra and the... Yeah. But... Well, he goes off kilter here a little bit as a character. He's... You're kind of confused as to well, who Well, yeah, is you think moment. that the, the, the roles would be switched. Yeah. You think that it would be Captain America fighting for the government control because we all need to make sure that we're not doing anything we shouldn't do, and Tony would be the one going rogue, like, hey, we just need to help the world. But it's because of the PTSD that we've been dealing with this whole time from Tony Stark that he's, like, 
We need control. Especially when that woman comes and shows that he, they accidentally killed her son. Yeah, you know, because... In uh, freaking... The, uh, the Battle of New York. Yeah. That's what they call the it. The city that they fly. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. This is this is another answer to your original big overarching question of why is this more than just superhero movies it's because in superhero movies they can destroy the city and then that's the end of the movie you they don't have any repercussions it. from they 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 touch on those repercussions so many times and this, even in homecoming in, yeah because the vulture has to clean up the freaking wreckage from new york <laughs> yeah but and that's the how big, he gets his stuff the Good big luck. thing is oh, also tom or tom holland but spider-man is in uh the first avengers yes. uh un- uncredited he's the kid wearing the iron man mask Oh, is Tony, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark, yeah, so they confirmed that that is, uh, that is Peter Parker. Nice. Who is pretending to be, Sp- who's pretending to be Iron Man. That's cool. Um, when he's, like, the little kid going like this or whatever. Yeah, to the alien, and then Iron Man lands behind him and is like, and, and like, he's like, good job, going, kid. Yeah. yeah. That's that's Peter huh. Parker. That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that makes that's my nerd happy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to Civil War. Um, yeah, it's that they're dealing with the PTSD of, like, We've destroyed the city so many times in saving it, and it's caused all these problems. We need to be kept under control. Mm-hmm. Like, we have all this power. We need to realize that, like, it also Sokovia. comes with responsibility. I remember the name of the, the city now. Sokovia, Sokovia was a city that they flew up there mm-hmm. that the mom said her son was, like, on missionary work there that died. Yeah. Oof. And that, and she came and talked to Tony about it, and that's kind of what and, yeah, hit so him. That's why Tony's like, we need to sign this. Yeah. And he gets his team together of, like, eight people, including Spider-Man. Yes. He goes he goes to New York and he grabs good old P P P Peter Parker. Yeah. And he's like, Hey kid, put this on. Like yep. gives him a suit. Um, which we later see in uh, Spider Man uh Homecoming. Homecoming. And then he gets taken away in Homecoming. Yeah. That's that's the beginning of Spider Man Homecoming, is everything that happened in Civil War from Peter Parker's perspective. Yep. He's yeah. like doing like his own like vlog. Yeah. <laughs> which he's not supposed to do. He can't show anybody it, but he's still doing it. Yeah. So, so he, he probably shows showed up. his one Asian friend, I forget the kid's name, but he probably showed him and then the, else. the big fight is do we turn in Bucky? Uh, and Cap's like, no, this is my friend. I know he's good. Tony Stark finds out Bucky that killed his parents, assassinated his parents. Damn so. And so and th- that too, for me, is really a heartbreaking thing for me because I love Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that moment, you know, where he finds out and they're fighting and that, like that iconic scene where Cap's like, he's my friend. And Tony's like, I thought I was your friend too. And I, it's just like, ooh. <laughs> and like Cap instantly goes to Bucky's side and doesn't even try to see tony's side really yeah whereas you know you'd think that cap would kind of mediate the fight and this is a captain ex- america movie this isn't an avengers movie yeah which would make oh. you realize too that you'd think that like it makes sense why they also have this big tift that kind of goes on throughout the whole thing until endgame yeah because it's like well he didn't even try to choose tony it's like working with an ex yeah it's like it's <laughs> it really like is. you know Ouch. it's like you know cap should have been the middle ground and should have tried to calm down tony and talked to Bucky and, like, tried to, like, mediate. But instead, it's just they both ganged up on him and left him there half-beaten to death. Yeah. and That's what they did. They kicked his ass. They kicked Tony Stark's ass in a building and yeah. just left him there. They're like... Well, they both have vibranium things, a vibranium arm and a vibranium shield, which cannot be broken by his beams no matter how hard he tries. And, and his Captain America gives up his shield during this as well. They, they, they throw it to each other and fight with it. Like, and then he's like, take it. Gives yeah, it back to Tony. Because he's like, that was my dad's shield or whatever. And he's like, fine. And then It's it literally like a thing of like, my dad gave you that. Give it back. You don't yeah. deserve it. Yeah. It's like, it's like literally like, like the worst breakup ever. Yeah. Hmm. And it just sucks because like, and I know everyone was torn on sides too. And I was pretty much team Tony because he realizes even that his choice was wrong and he admits that. 
and he goes to help Cap. And then that's when he finds out at the very end that Bucky killed his parents. And that's when he's just like, but he killed my mom. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he doesn't care too much about his dad. They didn't have a good relationship, but he killed his mom. So yeah. we're going to have to speed run a little bit because yeah. of time. But um, um, let's, let's just get into the good stuff here. Yeah, this get is, into now the, we're getting to it. The, yeah. Well, so I guess potato. my right. question is, I thought it was over after Endgame, but yet they come out with Captain Marvel. That's the end of, like, so they had phases, you know, phase mm-hmm. one, two, three that kind of built up. Phase one was mostly origin stories. Phase two, you kind of touched on it. Phase three was really into Infinity Stones. Thanos is a problem. We're mm-hmm. getting to this, you know, pinnacle moment. But the thing is, is also the introduction of people like Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel mm. and Spider-Man was to bring new heroes, but also to leave us with heroes that have just started when the old veterans are done. And okay. so Captain America isn't in anymore because he stayed back to grow old with the woman he loved. Yeah. Tony's dad. That's when he says, no, I don't think I will. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, it's a way of kind of like, okay, well, these characters Looks are kind like of Joe being... Biden, I just realized. <laughs> he does. Whoa. <laughs> but they're kind of He's retiring retiring the old veterans and then bringing in like the new era. So like, kind of in this new era like now like dr strange is the brains that tony was you know okay. and then you kind of have peter who's also the brains but you know that peter's dr. supposed to be taking over the iron man role yeah but you know what? you know dr strange isn't gonna take him seriously because he's a kid i think that they grew um kind of closer in the last two movies dr strange and peter parker Especially in space and maybe all yeah. Of that. I mean, I'm definitely curious to see where it's going to go either way. Yeah. But um, I definitely think that Doctor Strange definitely has the the chance to kind of become one of the front runners. And I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic, so who's going to say no to that anyway? But... Yeah. And I don't think we're going to talk too much far like further past Endgame anyway, at least for now, because there's so much unknown. Oh yeah. Um, like with all of that, basically what you need to know is like, uh, the original Endgame comic was written in the 90s and they're still making new comics today so you know stuff happens after it right like the next thor movie is probably going to be the end of chris hemsworth thor and the bringing in of female thor because they're they've confirmed that jane foster will be thor yes whoa yes because that's that's what happens in the comic yeah so there's me female thor i mean iron man's out caps out if if it follows the comics uh female thor it's gonna be absolutely heartbreaking to watch Mm. Why? I kind of hope that they randomly like slide in Beta Ray Bill, but you never know if that's going to happen. Um, Do am I kind of like right in saying that this seems to be the they're slowing down on this Marvel Cinematic Universe train because they hit? <laughs> it seems like they hit the climax. Well, here's yeah, the they thing. hit the end game. They right? hit you know, the end game. Well, here's the thing: they've been building up to this, right? Yes, they've had this planned up till here, right? Thanos is dead now. Yeah. Okay. Tony's dead Cap's old you know everything like the veterans aside from like Thor and Bruce are basically out and Bruce kind of turned into um, Professor Hulk anyway (laughs) and so the problem is the thing is now it's like okay well now like I said the veterans are out the new guys are in and they basically we're almost back to phase one again but phase one of like round two yeah. So now we're back to that so they can bring in more new heroes again. So, like, who's and the new big bad evil guy is the question. I want it to be Galactus really bad. Yes. Galactus <laughs> is, like, a planet I, eater. Well, the thing is, it's, like, who could, like, out of all the villains, who's a step up from Thanos? Because, you know, they got to go bigger, badder. Yeah. And I'm, like, Galactus. Plus, now they have the rights of Fantastic Four so they could actually potentially but do it But is there right. a bigger than Galactus? They have I to don't think know. what comes next. I mean, there was the possibility Reboot. with Dormammu, <laughs> but they kind Junior. of shut Dormammu <laughs> in and out in one movie. Yeah. But I mean, I guess Dormammu could come back. Yeah. Um, um, 
and they could have done the scrolls, but the they Elder Scrolls, the scrolls, the scrolls, Elder Scrolls. No, no, the scrolls are the <laughs> spelled shape- like skull with an R. They are oh, shapeshifters, okay. and there was a stream it's a, of it's comics. It's an uh, invasion of the scrolls, or yeah, whatever. There, it was an invasion, and basically what it was was. The scrolls had taken over the bodies of superheroes. Like, like they, had they turned like, played themselves... the role of Captain America, Iron Man, and... because oh, <laughs> their their transmutation into them uh, is at an atomic level. So if they take the form of a superhero, it comes with all of their powers. Right. Oh, so there was the invasion of the scrolls, but they actually did something really cool in Captain Marvel, which was which happened in turned, 1997 in the timeline. They turned everything, everyone's expectations on its head. We thought, okay, the scrolls are the bad guys, and this and that's that, and that and the um the Kree. And so they turn it on your head. It's like, well, the Kree is bad because we know that because of Ronan. But what we find out is actually the scrolls aren't as bad as you think. And there's even a funny thing at the end of Endgame where Nick Fury actually is on a vacation and the the scrolls are impersonating Nick Fury. Yeah. The scrolls or that was uh, was far from home, far from home. Mm -hmm. It was one of them. The (laughs) scrolls are a kind of symbol for, um, immigration. Like oh. looking for what's the what's the word refugees? Yes. They're refugees, yes. uh, and it's that question of like if they're here, should we help them? Right. Well, of course, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a potential for a good villain that they kind of, you know, I mean, there could be bad scrolls, and that could totally still happen. But there's like Thanos is such a big bad guy, and they actually even changed it and didn't have him trying to seduce death. He was just, which I thought they might have done with Hela, but they did because that was the original plot. In he the comic wanted book. the Infinity Stones to win over death. He because loved he was her, going he to her. kill off fifty percent of the people, and that was his gift to to prove his love to death. Yes, but death instead falls in love with I forget Deadpool. Ah, wait, death is like the Grim Reaper, right? Is yeah, it's a female. How- Female okay. Grim Reaper. I like it. Yeah. But actually, like the way this. that they went with Thanos in this is much more relatable on the person level because he's. It's what I. My favorite thing with villains a villain, the most dangerous villain is the villain who thinks he's doing something for the better of the people yeah. and can't see and like feels like you guys just don't understand on his level what they're doing is so good for the. Because technically, the world is totally overpopulated and we're oh, yeah. totally going to yeah. destroy the planet. But so he's trying to stop what happened to his home world from happening to thousands of other planets hmm. but everybody else sees it as mass genocide so it's one of those things where it's like you know it's the right idea but like the wrong execution <laughs> yeah for lack of a literally execution yeah. but i mean like that kind of motivation for a villain makes them far more believable and scary because a, a villain who thinks they're doing the right thing is way worse of a threat than a villain who's just being psychotic for the sake of being psychotic because then if they think they're doing the right thing, they'll go to whatever means possible to achieve what they want. Yeah. It's the so, old adage like good intentions pave the right way to hell or something exactly. like that. So. so everything that we've talked about tonight um, has been leading up to Thanos and Endgame because all of this basically is like the spring that loads the gun. Right. right. And Thanos comes. The gun is fired. He takes out half the planet. And all of everything then culminated in all of these movies, everything that you've gotten to know about these characters, you know them on a personal level. It falls apart right in your face. It falls apart, but also it's at the end what brings it all together. Yes. I mean, it's the two moments that brought the most tears in my freaking eyes, I'll tell you what, because between the the Peter Parkers, you know, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And then the on your left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On your left. What's that? Yeah. So at the end fight, when they're all there and they're, you know, facing down Thanos and... um. 
Hulk did the snap, mm-hmm. the first snap, mm-hmm. to bring everybody back. Not change the past, just bring everyone who was lost and is like stuck in the soul stone to that current moment. They don't know if it worked. They didn't know if it worked. But then all of a sudden, you hear on your left, which is a thing that Falcon says in Winter Soldier. It's a callback. Well, Cap says it to Falcon. Because he keeps ri- passing him on the track. Oh. He's like, on your left. So on your he left. says on your on left, your and left. then you look over, and there's all the circles that are created by, like, Doctor Strange and Wong and whoever else in the... Um, and they're like, oh, it worked. And it's everyone. Like, it's everyone who died, every superhero ever, all the soldiers from Wakanda. And there's it's that, everyone. There's that wow. famous line where it's like, is this everyone? He's like, do you want more? Like, this is everyone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like that moment, no matter how many times you watch it too, will always give you like goosebumps. That is the like, payoff for the entire stream of movies that came before it. That wow. and the moment where, you know, because Peter Parker and Tony, when Tony just hugs Peter, when Peter's like, oh my God, did you see what happened? And Tony just We were hugs in space? Him. Right, and then, he, then, and then Tony just hugs him. And you're like, yeah. aw. Because <laughs> it's this thing of, and Tony had been so distant from him. Yeah. Um, but all and that, that's honestly almost a singular reason why Tony did it. I mean, he yeah. did it for other reasons, but it was when he saw like the picture of Peter and everything and knowing that Peter died for all this, he did it to save Peter. And he was like, this this child died because of me. I brought him into this. I went and got him to defeat Captain America. I put him in this situation and, and I, now he's dead. Yep. And that is my fault. Yep. And that mixed with his PTSD, his feeling guilty about everything. That's and how he, he totally loved him like a son, even if he never would oh, say yeah. it. He and, totally did. And that brings it, it that all of that brings us to the moment where uh the decision has to be made and like Tony's like He just takes the decision, he does it himself and he snaps Thanos gone. He snaps Thanos gone. Which because, also goes into that hero complex that he has, but he was okay with sacrificing himself. It, but at that point, his hero complex is out the window because he's not doing it to, for himself. He's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for everybody else, for Pepper, his daughter, for Peter, for everybody. He knows that he could die right now and save everybody, and that's why he does it. And that's just the line of Iron Man that we followed. Every character has a moment like that. Yep. Black <laughs> Widow has a moment like that. Shoot, Cap- Thor even has a moment where he goes it's in the past to his mother, and he breaks down and cries to his mom. Who, yeah. She totally accepts the fact that she knows she's going to die and everything that's happening, because, I mean, his mom was badass as shit. But in like talks to him and he worries that he's not worthy of it anymore and everything. And she's, she's like, if you're worried that you're not worthy, then you're worthy. Then you're worthy. And he is able to call his hammer from that point in time instantly right to him. Because he basically was like, I didn't kill Thanos when I had the chance. Yeah. Because he didn't. He that's why he became the whole like like meme fat Thor because he was the one who had the chance to kill Thanos. He was the closest to doing it. He almost did it, but you know, it was the whole, you should have gone for, should the, have head gone for the head. And he's and, like, I should have gone for the head. And he carried that with him. And I mean, he did in the very beginning kill him, but it, did, it didn't matter no. anymore. And that's why he kind of had this like downward spiral and everything. And wasn't ruling Asgard or what that existed in Norway and everything, because he just kind of felt like he failed. And yeah. Thor is the kind of person where he lets it all the burdens weigh heavily on him. Like even Loki's death and in infinity war weighed really heavily on him. And like Heimdall's death. So it was so, kind of like the culmination of all that. He just, let himself go because there was nothing else for him to do. Everyone he cared about was gone. Yeah. Oof. That Besides takes us, Valkyrie and uh, Korg. But. Yeah, that takes us all the way to the end. That is Endgame. So, At the end of Endgame. So to wrap this all up in a big old bow, and we could definitely go into more detail oh, on totally. the latter <laughs> end of this. And maybe if like this this episode of the podcast like takes off, people want the end of it, reach out to us on Twitter. It'll be in the show notes. 
Let us know you want that. Part we'll, two, you can bug me. We'll, we'll, bring, <laughs> we'll bring Sam back. We'll do part two. Go follow yeah. Thor um, Heck Yeah on Twitch. Um. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but to wrap it all up in a big bow and to answer that question that's been looming over us, what makes this uh, different from just a superhero movie? It's the culmination of this isn't a movie about superheroes. It's, it's about people with powers. It's a movie about people who just so happen to be in a situation where right. they are heroes. Hmm. But that isn't even what the movies are usually focused mm-hmm. on. It's usually the journey. And yeah, they save the day, but in between those moments, in between the the moments between the breaths, it's about a human being who's suffering. I think that it helps that they're grounded in reality, which is also not to talk about DC for a hot second, but like why the Dark Knight works so well, because it's grounded in reality. It's not the cheesy old stuff of Fantastic Four and Spider-Man where it was cheesy one-hit lines, and it, it felt like a comic book just like thrown on the screen. Hmm. They take the story but they make it work in reality so that it's real people in this situation. How would this actually happen in the real? What are the repercussions of this? What's the fallout of it? What is? What would this do to someone's mental state and their relationships and them as a person? So it puts a real person in the shoes of these superheroes that you think are just, you know, above everyone else, which makes it relatable on a different level than just being a superhero movie. It's also a romance movie and a drama movie and all these other things in there. It covers multiple genres. Like, it's a comedy movie. So it kind of is an umbrella for multiple genres. Hmm. Yeah. So it appeals to a lot of people. Because like I was saying, my mom is actually my Marvel buddy. Like whenever there's a new Marvel <laughs> movie out, first opening day, we're there. We go see it. Mine's we watch all the movies before it. It's and awesome. like, Yeah. You know, and that started with my mom and I actually with Civil War because it came out on Mother's Day. And we I was did like, Iron Man. Me and my I was dad like, did. We need to start <laughs> from the beginning, Mom, so you know what's going on. And since Civil War, we have seen every single one in theaters. Oh, cool. My dad and I don't miss a premiere. We yeah. go every single time. He always... And it's always, it's not like, hey, dad, you want to go see this? It's like, it gets announced. He's like, hey, I bought the tickets. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the opposite with me. It's like, I tell my mom, so mom, this one comes out here. Uh, you free this day. I'm buying tickets. Yeah. And yeah. Like our normal seat. She's like, yep, our normal seat. I'm like, you got it. And, and like, <laughs> not to kind of get like to the political level, but like with today's climate and so many families just like completely splitting at the seams because of the political climate that we're in. This is still the, like, one thing where... It brings together multiple generations, kind of like oh, Star yeah. Wars. Like, Star Wars brings together the older generation and the younger generation, and, like, Marvel does that because it's like, well, they watched the older shows when they were younger or the comics, and then... Mm-hmm. So, like, because, like, Star Wars is also a thing, like, my mom and I share, too, because, you know, that... It's just a thing that brings ages together, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. So Very important. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In a nutshell. In a very, very small <laughs> nutshell where we had to skip over like half of the details. Yeah, Wakanda <laughs> Forever, enough. I just want to say, we had to skip that one, but man. Which one? Wakanda, uh, yes. Black Panther. Rest in uh, peace, Chad. Ch- rest in Bozeman. power, my, my right. boy. Stanley. Oh, yeah. Stanley, I, I recently Thank just you, finished uh, the Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4. I just played that on stream. He has a little stream, cameo in there. Yeah. And I finished it about, uh, oh, a about a week or two ago. And so when I saw him in there as his cameo, I was like... Whew. And then at the very end of the DLCs, they actually have a, a thing to him. And I was like, God damn it, I'm going to sit here and cry. <laughs> here we and, go. And like, they did like, a little tribute to him at the beginning of Captain Marvel also, where instead of having the different superheroes flash on the screen when they show you the Marvel logo, mm-hmm. it's all different pictures of Stan Lee. Oh. So like, I sobbed. Yeah. But, I mean, he's the reason for all of this. He's a freaking icon. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, all the heroes we lost along the way. Right. Um, that being said, thank you so much. Sure. Thank for you for having on. me. Sam, it was fun. breaking our hearts <laughs> right? into little pieces as we talk about it. Educating, educating these two that need to go watch them now. And maybe we threw yeah. in some details that even uh, uh, someone, a self-proclaimed Marvel lover may not know. Yeah. Maybe. Um, We're all about them fun it's facts. It's a fun ride. Yeah. If you haven't seen the full Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
Get Disney Plus for like. Maybe I was just about to say Disney Plus. You can watch them all. <laughs> go get go get Disney Plus for a month and a half. Pace yourself, but watch watch them. They're so. In slight worth your side time. note, the Netflix shows are actually well, some of them are bad, but like Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones are fantastic. I hear those are great too. They, I mean, uh, Iron Fist is very bland. He's a vanilla character that has no depth, unfortunately, and Luke Cage kind of falls under that. Yeah. So Defenders isn't great, but I've always been a Daredevil fan, and him and Punisher especially. It's fantastic. Like you talk about people with powers, like in the real world, mm-hmm. like it hits like twenty times harder with that one. Yeah. Like those shows, and it's so good. And they're still on Netflix, so, so I that. do really suggest that as well. This is all very intimidating. I will say from someone who's <laughs> this is a lot it, of stuff. Take it movies. step by step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it no, step but, by I mean, step. like I said, like take it slowly. Go like follow the list if you're yeah. wanting to get into I think it. it. Yeah, and, I think and that's give what I'll it do. if you can get your hands on a months apart. That's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, take your time. I mean, in the shows, like also, you don't have to get into those yet. But yeah. They do reference the movies, like the incident in, in New York and everything is mentioned in it agents of shield is big on that yeah i haven't watched mm. that one but i know that like the netflix shows they tie in really well with each other they canceled because of disney plus because i because disney's right. gonna do their own shows and they yeah. didn't want to have marvel shows on netflix which is unfortunate because the best season of daredevil is the third one and mm-hmm. literally that came out and not a month after it came out that's when they announced the cancel oh, of it um but they, like those shows they all tie in together they have their team up season it's not great but i mean they have it too and there's characters that carry over in every season. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the Arrowverse, but with Marvel and a little bit smaller. Yeah. I mean, I think my all my questions have been more than answered. <laughs> <laughs> I think, good. you know, I it's all about the journey. It's all about the the from movie to movie, all the little tidbits that mm-hmm. are interconnecting them, the greater story. And so, you yeah. know what? I think I'm going to entertain this. Do it. <laughs> hey, I'm do it. And let you us know it. your your thoughts yeah. too, because I'm very curious. When I'm to done know. in like five years, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know because I'm a very slow movie watcher. Hey, it took all of us like twelve or thirteen years to get through all of them. Uh, it's true. Yeah. As they the came release. out. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take a short little little interlude, uh, where we, we this is where I put an ad. If I had one, <laughs> um, if you guys want to be advertised on our show. Uh, just Drop us a line this. at sciencechannel.com. I mean, no, uh, you can send us an email at uh, we are entertain this podcast at gmail.com if you have something that you want shouted out on the show. There you we'll go. Do like send, send us maybe like $20 over Venmo. We'll say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious till we get like actual Someone advertisements. Wants to give you an OnlyFans ad. If they want it, we'll say it. They, if their money spends, we'll go for it. Right. Uh, what was that email one more time? <laughs> it is, is entertain this podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you want us to say. John's we'll on OnlyFans, by the way. We'll He's get gonna... in contact with yeah, you. Yeah, I'll be in touch. Uh, once, once we're back from the little interlude, uh, Nick. Nick, you have a click this for us? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Hey, we'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back. Nick, the floor is yours. Oh, no. Can somebody start a timer or are we just going to go for it? Oh, I'm going to start a timer. Okay. You'll edit this out. I'll use this time to... Uh, no, you won't. Plug, <laughs> use this time to plug my OnlyFans account and no, no, without paying All right, for ready? It. I'm Conjun Cade. Set. Go. Oh, sorry. Got to move the mic. This is part of your time. Oh, damn. Okay, so there are 104 days in our summer vacation for you school-aged folks, but Ooh. being an adult often doesn't leave you with many opportunities within the months of summer to enjoy. And with each passing summer of successive summer, a part of me mourns for the loss of our school days and summer vacation. Now it's a good number of days past Labor Day, of course, the unofficial marker of the end of summer, but I think I'll talk about 
a show that's about all the crazy things we do in the summertime. And it's called Phineas and Ferb. I'm so excited. <laughs> now, if you haven't watched the cinematic treasure by now, not a cinematic universe, mind you, I don't blame you, but it was on the Disney Channel a number of years ago, and I had the great pleasure of watching it as it came out. So now, before you get all up in arms about our good friend Mickey Mouse, I'd like to say one thing. It's one of the many examples in which stuff made by the Disney Channel marks a pivotal time in our young adult lives. So this saga started, saga, saga, how do you say that? 2007, 2007 to 2015, with four seasons in total, John's dying. <laughs> this is part of your time. <laughs> okay. He's just going to die. <laughs> so the creators, uh, Dan Povenmire and Jeff Marsh, had worked together on Fox's Simpsons and uh, Nickelodeon's Rocco's Modern Life. The creators <laughs> also voice two of the main B-plot characters, Major Monogram and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Phineas and Ferb was conceived after Povenmire sketched a triangular boy, the prototype for Phineas, in a restaurant. Povenmire and Marsh then developed the series concept further and pitched the networks around uh, 16 years before it actually secured a run on Disney Channel. The show follows the adventures of stepbrothers Phineas and Ferb Fletcher, who live in the fictional city Phineas of Danville. Phineas Flynn and Ferb Fletcher. Phine- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But they uh, occupy their time during their summer vacation, and often these adventures involve elaborate, uh, life-size, essentially dangerous construction projects. Phineas's older sister, Candace Flynn, has obsessions with busting Phineas and Ferb on their schemes and ideas, and also winning the attention of a her boyfriend, boy something or other, Jeremy, of course. Beginning crush, later boyfriend. Yeah. Meanwhile, the boy's pet platypus, Perry, acts as, an, <laughs> acts as a secret agent for the all-animal organization called the OWCA, or the Organization Without a Cool Acronym, fighting Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Now, what I like about this show isn't the fact that it's mind-blowing and has a deep meaning or anything like that. It's because of the show's simplicity and predictability. And sometimes that's what you need. A show to flip on in the background to make working from home less lonesome, or a show to fill the void of the quiet hours of a weekend. And on every level of mental engagement, you're sure to hear one of the running gags, like, hey, where's Perry? Or Candace trying to bust the boys for constructing any number of projects around the tri-state area. The formulaic approach this show takes could be exploited for decades if done right, but they called it quits in 2015 after four seasons. Now, once again, it's one of those wholesome shows that gets to the heart of even the coldest of metal organs. It almost has, it almost has to because of the mouse, right? The Mickey. The Mickey Mouse. But (laughs) you think one episode, they'll go into a backstory of what it's like to be in a blended family with step-parents, but nope, skates on by that. And a, don't, a ton of other edgy stuff that they just never get it to. So the characters are cool and edgy without and clever without being mean-spirited. Animation director Rob Hughes said uh, to have noted, in all other shows, every character is either stupid or a jerk, but there are no stupid characters or jerks in this one. So go watch it and don't pay attention to it and see how long it takes before you're sucked into the, all the inside jokes that are frequently used, much like our podcast. <laughs> We have plenty of bits that we all love to use them again and again. But anyways, where's Perry? Thanks for listening to me, and go entertain Phineas and Ferb on Disney+. Plus. Excellent. Is that five minutes? You have a minute of filler. Okay, um, well, here's why I think you should watch this show, because then you can be uh, inside and the inside jokes about uh, Phineas and Ferb. There's the, there's the where's Perry one. Um, there's the classic Ferb one-liners. There's the Ferb one-liners. He only speaks in one episode. He only speaks, only speaks once speaks per, one episode. Line per episode. 
there's Dr. Doofenshmirtz uh, being evil for the sake there, of being the evil. innator jokes. <laughs> the, the innator. There's a lot of like adult humor in there. This too. is my. I'm trying to sleep innator. <laughs> it just helps me sleep. There's a lot of adult humor in here, but it's not like you know blatant saying the f word or p word or anything like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> the only p word being Perry, of if course. You have to pick, if you have to pick a single episode to listen to, you should listen to the getting the band back together one. Oh, that's gold. a great episode. I remember yeah. that one. It's like these washed out uh, rock and roll stars. Yeah. I think they're supposed to be Def Leppard in real life. No, they're so uh, Bowling for Soup is Bowling like for Soup. the band for Phineas Ferb. They wrote the theme song. They play all the characters in Love Handle. Iconic. Um, it is the, the Bowling for Soup kind of story. Hey, that's your time. <laughs> cool. Well, go watch it. Go watch it. Entertain, <laughs> it. Entertain it. Sam, thank you so much for coming back, uh, for coming in, rather, and talking <laughs> with us about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, also, special shout out to our boy, uh, Kanjin Cade. That's right. Uh, and and, and John them. Kincaid, respectively. Both, both of them. Thank you. Both. Thank you both. It's been a wild and uh, crazy ride. This is your last episode here on the podcast with us. We're, we're slowly biding our time for, uh, for the hopeful return of Michael to the podcast. Uh, but you are a great substitute for the time being, and uh, we really appreciate you stepping up to be a part this month. Great you know, guest host. I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was a good time. You had some laughs. I learned some things about Banksy, um, and I have a lot of catching up to do on Marvel movies. And I think you said you have a song prepared for us. <laughs> I, I sure, I sure didn't. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, it when, just seemed like you were leading to that. You're like, <laughs> Your fact, goodbye anthem. I wrote a little song. <laughs> Thanks for entertaining this. That's good. Uh, but you know what? If if I ever uh, come back. If you ever want me back, <laughs> uh, please take me back. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bored. Please, I'm, uh, no. But if uh, you guys, I think now's a perfect time to plug your new podcast, which is uh, Entertain. Uh, please, <laughs> dot dot dot. It's just me asking to uh, come back on. It's just it's, it's just, your it's podcast just, about our podcast. I just <laughs> I just rail it the whole time. Nick doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. Alex was good, though. That's true. <laughs> Alex seemed very knowledgeable. 100% true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. We'll have another guest host on as we await Michael to come out of hiding. Um, <laughs> he is still currently draft dodging in an undisclosed location. I thought you said Vermont. I said, uh, <laughs> I said originally I said Arizona, but he has since then moved. He's in Missouri. Nobody wants to be in Missouri. He's in mis- <laughs> you, you misread his letter. He said he's in misery. Misery. Oh, misery. Uh, yes. Uh. See you guys next week. Bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Sam Weir, a.k.a. Thor Heckia on Twitch, with additional commentary from Nick Mustakangas, Alex Steele, and John Kincaid. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer, with additional music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.